Well, hey, young adults, welcome to podcast. I'm so glad you've tuned in today. You've tuned in on a great episode. And hey, we've been doing these for a while this year. We've been doing them because of lockdown. We haven't been gathering in person. So we've had some great conversation around some relevant topics. But today will be the last one because we are back in person and we're going to carry on conversations like this, but in person. But hey, we've saved the best for last because we've got some guest speakers on today. We have got Josh and Becky Chadwick. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. We are so glad that uh, our pleasure. I know it's busy because you have three kids, man. I have two and I find it busy. So adding <laughs> one more to the equation, you guys are doing amazing. But hey, we are joined with you two and I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have today because it's all about relationships and marriage. Yeah. Because our young adults, I think, deep down, their favorite thing to talk about is relationships and yeah. dating and marriage and everything. Um, and guys, <laughs> if you know Josh and Becky, you will know that they lead our marriage course here, so the pre-marital course. Um, so you guys are just the experts. You've been married, what, nine <laughs> I don't know years? about that. Nine years, Mark? Nearly nine years. Nearly nine nine years, years in December. Well yeah. done. Well, yeah. me and Nathan are five years this week. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Getting, Fantastic. We're getting there. <laughs> but uh, no, but I'm so excited. And we're going to get straight into it because we've got loads to talk about today. So again, thank you for joining us. You're a great mm-hmm. couple. You know, we inspire you. You're a funny couple. You know, you just <laughs> teach us how to do life crazy and do it well. Um, but hey, why do you think, you know, at Liverpool <clears throat> One Church, we have something like a, a pre-marital course or pre-marriage course? Um, well, we did one. Yeah. Um, way back when, um, back in, the in the church that we were in at the yeah. time. Uh, and we found it really valuable. What's really funny is we actually found it really valuable with hindsight. So yeah. when we were married and we were looking back and we were figuring things out, we we're like, oh, actually, do you remember the thing that we did? Actually, yeah. it really helped us out. Um, and we noticed that there was a flurry of, of marriages going on in Liverpool One Church. And yeah. we thought, yeah. is this something that we should be bringing to the table? Yeah. Um, so we suggested it and, and we took it from there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I know me and Nathan didn't have one, so you obviously won't do it when we got married, and that's why we've ended <laughs> up so, um, so in the ditches. No, we're fine. We're, we're getting there. But no, I think it's so good because in anything in life, you know, the more you're prepared for it, the better you're going to be at it. And obviously you can learn during it, but... Yeah, and, and I think the great thing is as well, from, you know, a Christian perspective, is that God's got something to say about yeah. every part of our life, and that includes marriage. Definitely. You know, in uh, John 10, Jesus says he came... To, give, uh, to let us live life to its fullest. Yeah. And that means everything. And, and quite often when you, you watch TV or you read the papers, you see people's relationships failing. You know, yeah. the media love to like, have a breakup in there and someone's yeah. marriage failing and tell you all about it. But the, the truth is that God came, uh, well, God sent Jesus to come so that we can live life to its fullest. And that includes relationships. Yeah. And that's why we feel quite passionately about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, you guys, you know, you've been married nine years now. You know, what's some advice you can give people? And, you know, we've got people listening right now who are single, hoping to be married one day. You've got people who are dating and hoping that they're going to get a ring on their finger very soon. Or you've got people who are engaged. (laughs) And you've even got people who are married who are listening. And I think it's important for everyone. But, you know, what's one thing you'd say is important to remember about relationships or when you're in a relationship? I think there's, there's maybe two things that I would say. Um, to really consider. The first thing is communication. Yeah. Communication, good communication is so, so key yeah. because it really is the bedrock. It's the foundation, isn't it, of, of being in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or whether it's something platonic. If you can't communicate successfully with each other, then actually everything else becomes so much harder. Yeah. So communication is really at the heart of a, of a good relationship, whether that's a marriage, yeah. whether you're dating, whether you're work colleagues. Mm-hmm. So I think that is absolutely key. What? 
Do you communicate well? We do. <laughs> <laughs> I talk, he listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've learned that. I've learned that. Um, and then, then the other thing I think when we're specifically thinking about relationships and marriage um, is just to be really aware of your preconceptions. Mm. You know, something that I've become really aware of living life as a married person and now having kids and everything is that so much of what I do and what I expect is actually based on things I've seen in the past. There's certain behaviors that I have, certain things that I do, certain expectations that I hold that really have been because I've seen that. Yeah. And sometimes the hardest thing is to bridge the difference in expectations yeah. that we have. And that's why communication is so key, because if you can't communicate, how can you even bridge yes. that gap? Yeah. So I think that's something else that's been really, really key in our marriage and, and in marriage generally. Yeah. How do you two do that then? Like, so communication is key, but, you know, how do you do the communication? So, like, what does that practically look like? So you've got some couples thinking, OK, I know I need to talk to them, but what's the best approach? I think, first of all, what we need to be aware of is that so much communication is nonverbal. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's 7%. Um, yeah. is, is actually the words that you say. Mm. So everything else is body language. I like to talk a lot with my hands. Um, you know, looks, uh, the tone of your voice. Um, that's communication. So communication yeah. isn't just what you're saying, it's how you're saying. It's about making yourself available, accessible. Yeah. It's about like engaging with each other. So not half listening yes. and half responding, but, mm. you know, actually communicating in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, and I think... It takes practice. Yeah, definitely. And I remember on the pre-marriage course we did, <laughs> yeah. they actually did this practice session. It was ridiculous. We just laughed at it. But actually it was quite good because yeah. even now, when we, if, if there's a little bit of a, a disagreement about something, yeah. we, we do it in a jokey, kind of take oh, it almost way. Um, so if Josh has said something that I'm not taking too kindly to, probably been able to tell because I've rolled my eyes or crossed my arms yeah. body language not what I've said but how I've communicated it and um he's he's then supposed to say to me so I understand I've upset you how has that happened and then I'm supposed to respond you've upset me because it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. this is do not do on that? our pre-marriage course <laughs> oh, do we do this in the only when I'm really in trouble <laughs> yeah. we, we don't do that um but yeah I, th I think practice yeah. and, and not practicing in that silly way but just being around each other you yeah. get to know each other eight and a half years yeah. in I mean they say that um you're really comfortable with someone if you can sit in silence yeah mm. and one of the best people I do that with is my mum yeah like literally we'll just sit for hours in silence because we we know each other yeah. we've known each other Love for that. I'm not telling you how many years because you know how old <laughs> I am but but you know we've known each other for a long time we're comfortable with yeah. each other so Communication is key in any relationships. It's yeah. obviously not just marriage. We're just talking because we're married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to book sell at all because I'm not on commission, but I would really recommend that people read um, Five Love Languages by yeah. Gary Chapman. I, I know a lot of people have read it. I mean, we've read it. We've done the quiz. We've reread it as well. Uh, hands up, little confession here. So we first came across it on our pre-marriage course and we had to do a little survey yeah. and you had to say what you thought was the other person's love language. Okay. And I got Beck totally wrong. Oh, Absolutely totally, totally wrong. wrong. <laughs> I got a yes, girl. Thank God. Uh, you put gifts as my top and yeah. I was really offended. Oh, I crossed my arms and rolled my eyes at that. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I think, I think it's, it's a really good book to read. Just yeah. about yeah. understanding 
you and how you communicate and, yeah. and then realizing how your spouse or your child or yeah. your friend, it's written for single people as well. It's just a good read. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I find as well, like seasons, you change as well your love language. So like, yeah. you know, my love language has changed from when I first got married. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like now... Yeah. You know, I might have said physical touch when I first got married, but now I've got kids. I'm like, get off me. I just want space. Don't touch me. Just tell me you love me. Tell me I'm a good person. Tell me yeah. I'm a good mum. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that and it changes. So I think that's well, that's why communication is key. Because when mm. you get married, you're not going to be the same couple when you first Absolutely, get married yeah. till five mm. years later, ten years later. So as you change, your marriage is going to change yeah. and you need to communicate to keep up with each other almost. And, and the art of communication is actually saying something in a way the other person can understand. Yeah. So often people say, communicate to me. So I can communicate. I can tell Beck all I want to tell her but if I don't say it in a way that she can understand it and yeah. take it on board well that's not communication um, yeah. and you know active listening is as much a part of communication yes. as speaking so it's about the, the, the whole thing yeah and I think it's really interesting such a difference between men and women yeah. yes and you can read men are from Mars women are from Venus and all those kinds of books mm -hmm. and they're good to read and they're fun but there is truth in it yeah um, on average a man speaks about 3,000 words in a day women about 12,000 on average. Yeah. So we do just say more. Mm. And, it's, and it's, it's, a, it's a real difference between men and women because men very much communicate to solve problems, to be yeah. heard, yeah. To, to say this is who I am and this is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a woman will communicate to build the relationship, yeah. to just have that time together and yeah. just to be heard and understood and mm -hmm. feel valued. Uh, and that's something that's really important, I think, to understand. Yeah, mm. definitely. Well, you know, we're talking here about marriage and this whole course that you do is on marriage. And, you know, I wanted to bring you guys on so people who have not on the course yet or not done it yet, they get to have a little insight onto it. But, you know, so often, you know, we, we always talk and maybe we laugh about the negatives of marriage or the hard times or <laughs> you've got to communicate all these things you've got to do. Some people might be thinking and watching, well, what's why even marriage? Like, what is even the point? If yeah. it's that hard, if it's that much stress, if that much of it ends up in divorce, yeah. you know, if I can just date someone, why can't, why should I not just continue dating? What even is the point of marriage? Yeah, I think it's a really valid question, especially yeah. in today's society. So many people, you'll, especially if, they, if they're looking at their past and, and yeah. what's happened and what they've experienced, a lot of people do write off marriage. I think it's really, really important to know that it's God's design yeah. Yeah. right from the very beginning. In um, Oh, my goodness, I've forgotten the first book of the Bible. Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> I was going to say Exodus. Yes. Oh, my goodness, please edit that out. Um, no, no, it's God's design yeah. right from the beginning. He made man and he made woman to be yeah. joined together, yeah. to become one flesh. It's his design, and he says that it's very good. Mm. And, and I think then when we get into, well, what is marriage? What it does, being married in that marital relationship mm is it reflects your new priorities, your new normal. Um, your new priority is your spouse. Yeah. I think that's really important. One, well, one thing that I really like about that whole Genesis piece where God created us, it says God created man and woman in his image. Yeah. So God is neither man nor woman. So I think of that and when I reflect on that, I think, well, actually, for me to most reflect God in my imperfect self, mm -hmm. but to best reflect God... And, and who God is, actually, Beck enables me to do that and hopefully I enable her to do that because, yeah. because Beck is in God's image and I'm in God's ima image, so together we can be more like God. Of, yeah. of course, we'll never be exactly yeah. like him. But um, And I always find as well, you know, I think, no, for me anyway, since being married, 
you know, I've probably become more like Jesus since being married because it yeah. forces you to be selfless. I mean, yes. you know, before you're married, you just think about yourself. And I think the whole art of being a Christian it is being like less of me, more of you, God. And it's, yeah. it's dying to yourself. So I think yeah. when you go through things like marriage, it's good for you because actually it it's fine-tuning you. It's making mm. you become more like Jesus because you're coming selfless. Then you have kids and you become even more yeah. selfless and then <laughs> you don't even have yourself. I mean, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> but no, so I think that's great. I think marriage is great for that as well. It's it, Yes, it's a challenge to it, but... Mm through every challenge it's going to define you and it's going to you know shape you and mold you um, yeah. into you know who's God's yeah. called you to be yeah and I think you touched on a really interesting point there you know about Jesus and actually um you know it if, if you when you read the Bible it often describes um marriage as a reflection of Jesus's relationship with his church yeah. i.e with his people yeah. and and really that is the crux of it to have a successful relationship you know whether it's a marriage or otherwise yeah. Actually, it can only be at its fullest when Jesus is at the center. Yeah. And what did Jesus do? Jesus came and he was a servant. He yeah. served and he yeah. served first. And that is really tough, really, really tough. Um, and, and something that is always a daily challenge. Yeah. What do you do, Josh, to serve Becky? Um, so I will try and give Beck uh, the best lions possible. Oh, uh, that's that's that tough good. though because you've got kids and yeah. you know you've got football club practice, yeah. acrobatics, and all sorts. And Becky, what do you do to serve <laughs> Josh? <laughs> Uh, everything other than the lions. Oh no! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. We, we have um, blue jobs and pink jobs. Oh, uh, and they yeah. just split us. It's a natural split. So, for instance, Josh roll. is a really good cook. Yeah. So, so Josh quite often will cook. Yeah. Um, and then you know, there's there's just different roles that yeah, we've kind of taken roles. on in our own strength, not not gender based specifically but yours put the bins out yeah mm. bins are my job um you do the gardening yeah there you go so so that it's, that's a, te it's a teamwork it's it a is teamwork. it is teamwork. I, mean, I think i've realized you can't downplay your partner because they don't have one gift if they have not an amazing mm. cook but then they serve in the house and they do all the you know you kind of got to be like you know give and take yeah. where it comes and, and be a bit graceful for that 100 yeah. um, but hey you're talking a little bit there about some you know key message about the bible what it mm. says about marriage and stuff what would you say because there is so much to learn in yes. the bible about marriage yeah. what are some of the key things you take out of the bible that you yeah. think this is really great for marriage so i think i think first of all it's really important to understand actually what the bible does say so there's sections of the Bible. So if you, if you think about um, uh, Ephesians, where there's that whole bit about women submitting to men and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and historically, it's actually been taken in quite a negative way for women and, and quite a dominating way. But actually, when you read the whole thing, it, it kind of um, sets the standard, if you like. So it says that women uh, to submit to men, i.e. to serve and, and put that person first. And then men are called to serve their wife like Jesus served the church and what yeah. did he do he was the ultimate servant and for for me that was a real challenge when when I kind of read that and uh because Jesus what did he do he came and he was the ultimate peacemaker mm. so he was the person who was blameless who was spotless and yet even though it wasn't his fault he put his hand up and he he copped it and he said you know what let's make peace yeah. and I, I take that into into our marriage because sometimes you know we're just people, aren't we? And yeah. we get to points and positions where we disagree and it feels like there's a bit of an impasse. But as a man, I feel it's my responsibility to take that example that Jesus set yeah. and to be the peacemaker. And even if it's not fair and even if it's not right, it doesn't matter because yeah. Jesus still, it wasn't fair for Jesus to die on the cross, was it? Yeah. But 
that is what I'm called to do as uh, the man in the relationship. Yeah. So I think there's some really key messages. First of all, let's not get um, uh, misled by what things may seem like. I think it's really important to understand how things are culturally when they were written back then. Yeah. And also just to look be a little bit beneath the meaning, you know. So if you read that, it doesn't, it's not about women submitting and being subservient. It's about women mm -hmm. serving with a servant heart and men doing exactly the same, but to Jesus' standard. Yeah. I, th I think if your husband is loving you as Jesus loved the church, mm. why would you not submit to that? Yeah, if you feel great. safe, if you absolutely trust them, if you know that they have just got your best interests at heart yeah. why would you why would you not it's it, you know it's not a yes boss no boss kind of thing no. it's a do you know what i just completely give myself to you yeah. and i just trust you and yeah. i think it's really important yeah. and and it does actually say right at the beginning of ephesians 5 submit to each other yeah so it is a reciprocal thing yeah. Yeah. um I, I i do i know a lot of people would read that and go mm. and i think <laughs> yeah. in the olden days um i think it was absolutely used as a you know, you can take yeah. any isolated sentence out of the Bible and use it to your own ends. Mm. Yeah. And what we've got to do is it's a living, it's a living, breathing word and, yeah. and it's God breathed. And so we've just got to look at it and think, well, God and his heart, what did he mean by that? Yeah. yeah. 100%. That's great. Well, you know, a relationship, obviously, boys, girls come together, you know, and we can give advice to, to couples as a couple, but also mm -hmm. it's very beneficial for girls to have some specific things said to them and boys to have specific things said to them. Because like you said, wired differently, need to hear different things sometimes, mm. need to be challenged in different ways, need to be encouraged in different ways. Yeah. So, Josh, what's something that you'd say maybe for the boys listening? Yeah. Um, some en encouragement for marriage for them. So, so I think um, inherently guys are lazy. Okay. <laughs> So I think Nathan's guys. Not like that point. <laughs> uh, no. I think that's the truth. You know, I'm going to confess about it right now. Um, and I think it's really important because in the early days, when it's really exciting, you're getting to know your your new love, and everything is easy, isn't it? You know, there is no effort. But actually, as time goes on, it's really important to make the effort because it can be really easy to forget and to put things as second or third place to to other things. So I think, guys, get into the habit of making an effort. Carve out time. Be intentional about yeah. what you want to do. If you want your relationship to be excellent, then you've got to give it the time and the priority to do yeah. that. And make sure that you're intentional the way you live your lives together yeah. to do that. Um, so that's the, that, I think that's the key bit of advice I would give other guys. Yeah. Next to the girls. Um, let it go. Not frozen. I'm about to sing. <laughs> frozen. I know, I know that you in particular have got frozen going on. <laughs> and I'm not going to sing it because it is what I actually believe. Um, but holding on to grudges yeah. um, and offences, it's not healthy for a relationship. Any relationship, not just between a married couple, but between friends, between siblings, um, between work colleagues, it's just destructive. Yeah. And it, it's actually more harmful for the person that's holding the grudge, that's holding on to that yeah. than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I say this from experience. Um, I have, <laughs> I have a little book of divorce. It's not, oh, it's not an actual physical book. It's just a bit of a jokey thing. 
But if Josh does something or says something off colour and I'm not happy about it, yeah. I say it's going to go in my book of divorce. <laughs> Sometimes he gets a double page spread because <laughs> it's that offensive. I've um, never heard of such thing. Oh, it's hilarious. This is just, this is just, this is, just, this is us. It, yeah. It's great. It's how we look great. But, um, but yeah, I do that and I'm joking and, and we yeah. understand it and we know yeah. it. It's just, it's just my way of saying, oh, I'm not happy about that. And sometimes it's it's something silly. It might not even be something that's that's yeah. properly uh, an issue. Um, I think it's okay to remember things. And Josh yeah. will say, I've got the memory of an elephant. Oh, yes. And I'm not offended by it, whatever. I, I probably do. I do remember yeah. the most silly things. Um, but it's really important not to dwell on stuff and mm. not to let it fester. Yeah. Um, or let it bias how you think. If something keeps happening and then you start having bias towards that thing or that person, it's just destructive yeah. and it's it's more harmful to you than anyone else and it's going to damage the relationship. So I think what I would say is it's really hard to let it go. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need Jesus. Yeah. Mm. You know, and and, and, and as Josh, Josh said, you know, John 10, he came to give us life and life in, in, in full abundance. And so we need to turn to him and we need to ask him for help yeah. because we can't we can't forgive and we can't let things go, you know, without mm -hmm. turning to him and looking in the book and, and, and just yeah. asking for help there. Yeah. So, so good. That was amazing. Well, guys, you've talked about most of the things, you know, that we've kind of discussed in your marital course. But, you know, if someone came to you and they had like <laughs> the whole evening, they spent the evening at yours because I know, you know, we've had some couples that have gone and have praised, you know, the evening and they've had a nice Prosecco. We've not got that right now. No, water. just water. Um, but we've got a little bit of time left. So I'm sure you, you get into other conversations as well. So let's carry this conversation on for a few more minutes. So I know in this course you touch on intimacy. Oh, yes. Um, oh, wow. So we've not heard anything on that yet. And this is Young Adult <laughs> Podcast. So they're sitting there waiting to hear a little bit about intimacy because you two are glowing you know you look like a very thriving couple well um, so, three kids you know off script now let's talk you know intimacy you know what's a bit of advice because obviously you've got couples if they're in church and they've got honoring you know they're saving for marriage and then mm. suddenly their, their wedding day comes and then it's ah and you know for some it's very scary and daunting mm. you know some people were actually you know some people are very excited for the intimacy part some people are very nervous for it so what mm. would you say maybe to couples who are you know in that waiting stage where they're waiting they're saving it for marriage and mm. the big day comes that you know they're either scared or they're excited mm. what what would you say about intimacy in that i th i think um it's easy when you say intimacy to think of the the Barry White music and you know but intimacy is is so much more that is a part of intimacy and yeah. it's a yeah. great part of intimacy and it, and, it, and it, I think <clears throat> that is the one thing um that sets your relationship apart from any other relationship yeah. you've yeah. got yeah because if you've not got that you've just got talking spending yes. time together having a laugh together that's yeah. the part that actually differentiates your marriage from Love other that. relationships yeah. um and it's about trust yeah. it's about being vulnerable with each other yeah. but I, th I think that's a really good point it's only part of intimacy yeah. and the fact is if you think that is intimacy you're in for a shock mm. basically and actually you build intimacy by so many other things by understanding each yeah. other's love language being able to show yes. each other affection yeah. and receive affection you know one of the the things i can do for beck is give her quality time yeah. you know a way of creating intimacy for us at yeah. our stage of life is by, by getting rid of the kids for yeah, an hour I so guess. she can have her yeah, own yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And things like that help us get to a point where, you know, sex is great. Yeah. And, and what I would also say is for people who are starting out on that journey is it takes time. Yes. And actually it's a journey. Um, yeah. It's great fun. 
don't make it too serious, yeah. you know, enjoy it yeah. together. Let's go here, because and, I know for some people, they get married and all of a sudden they've got this big idea in their life of what their sex life should look like. Yeah. And all of a sudden it isn't, it isn't as fun as they thought, it isn't as glamorous as they yeah. thought, it isn't as... You know, it's not Hollywood. They thought it's, it's not, not Hollywood. Not, you know, what would you? Because I feel like it's a struggle that some couples yeah. might have, and they have it in silence because no one wants to tell anyone else about mm. their sex life. No one wants to say, oh, by the way, like, is this what you guys go for? Is it just us? Or mm. you know, what would you advise? Is it good for couples to get around other couples to talk, or is that a no go? Is it what? Think, what should we say to couples who are like, our oh, sex life is struggling? I, I think um, whenever I go out with with girlfriends and, and we chat and we come back. Josh will ask, oh, what do you talk about? <laughs> and then obviously it's reciprocated. Josh will go out with the lads, yeah. have cigars, whiskey and everything. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> You're talking about sex. I'm like, men don't talk about no, sex. We don't. Women, no, women, women do. talk about sex. And I know you did, Becky, because I've been produced with you. It always comes out with Becky. <laughs> well, if you had oh, instead of what instead of water, you might get a bit more. But, but it's healthy to talk. Yeah. I think the one thing you've got to make sure, if, for instance, you do think, oh, I don't, I'm a bit bothered by this. I'm going to speak to to this friend of mine because, yeah. you know, they're in a similar part of life or whatever. First of all, this is the ultimate trust here. Yeah. Mm. So so I can't say something to my friends that makes him look bad yes. or that yeah. might upset him. Yeah. Mm. You know, I've got to just wise. completely shield that. Um, and obviously, I should. if there is something that's bothering me, maybe actually speak to him first. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's healthy to talk. Yeah. He said it's and good it, to talk. Yeah, I think. And it's communication like you're talking about. Yeah. A lot mm. of people struggle because it's awkward, isn't it? When you're a first young married couple, yeah. to sit down and be like, so shall we talk about sex? Yeah. Shall we talk yeah. about what I like and what you like? Yeah. And, yeah. and then it's an awkward conversation for a lot of people. So I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think you know, expectations are really key as well, yeah. especially maybe from a man's point of view, you know, so you're a... Uh, a horny teenager, you know, 14, 15, oh, yes, I'm getting married, this is brilliant. And you're thinking, every day, this is it, brilliant. Just going to just jump in and but, just say, no one age 14 should be getting married. No. <laughs> just, just as an aside. But I think, you know, reality is different. And I think communication, talking about it, at the end of the day, set your expectations with each other. You know, yeah. everyone's different. I'm not saying that there is something you should be achieving, a frequency yes. or yeah. whatever. But... Have that conversation with your other half. You know, this is the most intimate relationship. You you should be able to be ultimately and utterly vulnerable with each other. Yeah, um, so try and build that. If you can't do that yet, try and work towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Friends can be a great place of advice, but don't ever fall into the trap of comparison. Very good. Because yeah. actually, all that can do is make you even more unhappy. And you're not them, and they're not yeah. you. So listen to them check what they say against what the Bible says because ultimately yeah. God designed sex and yeah. he said it was very good. This yeah. is it's a good thing. Lots of Christians get a bit freaked out yeah. by yeah. intimacy and sex, but God designed it. You know, yeah. he wants you to have a good sex life. Yeah. That is fact. Mm. Um, but of course, there's ways and means to do it which are in line with God's will yeah. and outside of God's will. So think about how you're conducting it and how you're, you're sort of behaving and make sure that you're in line with what God wants, the way he would expect you to behave mm -hmm. um, and don't ever compare. Don't ever yeah. compare. Yeah. That's really good. 
something to be excited for, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And it's like anything, isn't it? You know, you work on your marriage and you work on things inside your marriage. And, yeah. you know, there's loads of avenues of your marriage, not just one thing. It is, you know, how you read the Bible together. Yeah. How do you now pray together? Yeah. How yeah. do you serve together? How do yeah. you do work together? Like, there's so many ways. So I just think it's key to keep communicating with people. That's why, yeah. of course, that this is so good because you're yeah. already getting to know a good couple in church who, you know, who can guide you through it. Um, you know, a friend of mine the other day said, you know, what's some advice you'd give for marriage? And I said, to be honest, you can learn a lot before marriage, but I said, you do learn the most on the job. Absolutely. But I said, when you're on the job, what you need to do is communicate to other couples. Yes. Get yeah. yourself around other couples, yeah. um, talk to them, get advice because you're constantly learning. You know, yeah. I'm five years into it. I'm constantly learning, yeah. constantly. So I'm so keen to just get around another couple and be like, hey, are you finding this the same? Yeah. You know, what do you do when this happens? Because you come across stuff that you're never going to know. Absolutely. You're not expecting. Absolutely. And, and the feedback we've had from the pre-marriage course is that actually um, they've encountered what we talked about. But it doesn't, it didn't, just because they did the pre-marriage course didn't mean suddenly everything was perfect yeah. and everything yeah. was fixed. Really, all the pre-marriage course did was give them an awareness of what might happen and maybe allow them to start a conversation earlier on about what their expectations are and all that sort of stuff and and bridge those gaps earlier on. But ultimately, until you're in it, you can't practice it and you can't, like, develop it. Um, But it's always good to get around people that you trust and and have been there. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's just such a big shift. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's you, and this is what you do on a Monday and on a Tuesday, and then all of a sudden there's this other person, and obviously you know them and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you love them dearly, and, you know, you, you want to um, live together and have children together and, and all this kind of stuff, but all of a sudden it's not just about you anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes it's about, you know, being sacrificial, not not just the ultimate sacrifice that, that Jesus did, the dying on the cross, but, you know, just little things like, oh, well, do you know what? Normally I'd go to Monday night football, but actually um, my wife's been working really hard all last week, so I'm going to take her out. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, I was supposed to be going out with the girls on Friday night because it's our Prosecco night, um, you know, but my husband's been away with work and he's back, so I'm going to surprise him and, and you know, just yeah. little things and like that, that. What I would say for those people who are dating who aren't married yet, practice it now before you get married. Yeah. Because those things shouldn't just start once you're married. You need to get into the habits and into the routine as early as you can because that will build a stronger marriage. You know, you don't suddenly think like a married person because you're married. You should start thinking like a married person when you know that's the person you want to marry. Yeah. Um, Love it. Well, hey, if you know me, you know I like putting people on the spot. So lastly, before we finish, (laughs) put you on the spot. Because, you know, I like to... Spice things up and, you know, it'll be good for you both. <laughs> okay. So Becky or Josh, you can, well, everyone goes first, whoever feels more confident. What's one, what's the best trait or characteristic in the other Ooh. person? So Josh, what's the best thing or the mm. most thing you love about Becky? Whoa, there's so, so many to oh, choose from. Oh, cool. Pick what? one. What's the best <laughs> trait she's got? I think um, I love her intellect. Oh. Actually. So Beck really enjoys getting to know and understand things why they happen yeah. i love the way that she really gets into the bible and she really you you have like this little bible project app that you listen to don't you and you love it because it goes into all the like the cultural history and like the <laughs> f- philosophy behind it all and i love that bit about you wow you just made Great. me sound so come cool. on <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting back now look how happy they are now come on becky what's one thing and josh um 
it sounds really corny and it sounds totally rehearsed, especially because we're in church, but genuinely how much he loves God. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I can't explain it. Yeah. I think it's just, it's infectious. I think it's something that's in his family because I just feel so comfortable around yeah. his family as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I just I just think it's that, that culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just had a sneaky peek on the screen. Uh, he looks hot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. You didn't say that about yeah. Look how happy they are. See, this, this is, this is what I've learned. Yeah, but me and Nathan, I've learned this over the years. I, I think the start, we struggled to like compliment each other, you know, like say good things. I think so many couples do. Yeah. But when you start doing that, say, so, hey, if you ever come around for dinner with a couple, you're going to be asked this question. But they always end up leaving smiling because, yeah. you know, they've heard yeah. nice things about each other. So, yeah. hey, nice comments is always oh, good, brilliant. isn't it? But guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for coming Our on pleasure. and blessing us all with your wisdom it's been amazing and hey more than your wisdom the best way to learn from you guys is by example and just watching you do life watching you do come to church with your kids with your family planting it here in the house um you know and just doing your doing your life well loving on people um i always think i learn most from example so thank you for being an example of a great couple in church um but young adults that's all we've got time for today hey you need to share this link with someone um whoever you know in your world maybe they're about to get married or maybe they're dating and they're excited for it one day um share the link but guys this is it for podcasts for a while i'm gonna miss them but we will be back hopefully maybe next year we'll do some more podcasts and we'll see where we go with that but <laughs> until then guys we'd love to see you in person in our in-person gatherings but then apart from that take care